Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Uh, good evening. This is Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm Shecky McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Spate Pants. Space Pants. Hi, Woo! I'm M. Sierra Garcia. <laughs> All right. We have a great show for you tonight. We're... <laughs> We are exiting summer. M is high in cold medicine, and we are going to have an I'm awesome show. Comfortable on cold medicine, thank you. <laughs> okay, you know, you didn't inhale, so it's okay. You always um, paint this picture of me like <laughs> I'm some Letherio lascivious drinker. And how I mean, far is that from the truth? Oh, we didn't Jack put that rabbit. in this show. We didn't put that on this show. Okay. Nah, just cut it in post. Hi, yeah, guys. Very good. Yay. All right. Um, what are we talking about tonight? Oh, so we're, we're exiting the summer, right? And uh, we've seen all these great movies, right? Or movies, at least, that have come great. down the pike. And uh, we asked all you fine folks out there in the virtual world to comment on what movies you loved, what you did without, what you chose not to see, maybe why you chose not to see it. And we're going to talk about your responses in just a little bit. And, uh, but before... Have you been drinking? No. But right, first, <laughs> but first, we're going to have... We start. We're going to talk about the iPhone 7. No, we I'm should talk kidding. about I'm just the kidding. amazing weekend that Miles had. Miles had a freaking amazing weekend, and I was jealous. I had, a, I had a very good weekend. I yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, tell us about your weekend. Well, this past Saturday, uh, I went to uh, Star Trek Mission New York over the Javits Center and uh, had a great time. The Javits Center is is, is huge. It's ginormous. Um, yep. But, um, and, and talked to some of the people that were there, that they're there for um, New York Comic Con. They said, I mean, Star Trek... There's a lot of stuff in here, but when Comic Con comes in here, they take up this place over. So there's you know there's more space for Star Trek in there next year. Uh, and from what I understand, that this uh, this con was sponsored by one of CBS's uh, parent companies or sister companies. Uh, this is CBS's foray into doing a, a Star Trek conventions, and I thought I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, um, but uh, I got to see Kevin Dillmore and Michael Jan Friedman at the Hallmark and Pop's booth. Uh, I was waiting online. Uh, to, to get uh, a, a, a 50th anniversary uh, Enterprise ornament. And there was a lot of people there. I was, uh, the Hallmark, uh, the Pops uh, booth was very popular. Wow. Uh, you, you, so you, you get the, the, the ornament and have the guy who designed it uh, autograph it for you. Wow. And you also appeared, you, you met one of our fans? Uh, I met one of our listeners. Uh, uh, she's a friend on social media, Christine Rideout, also known as Starfleet Mom. Uh, like ourselves, she has appeared in a couple Dayton Ward Star Trek novels. So she was uh, there to, uh, uh, she was representing a Trek movie, and uh, it was great seeing her. Um, just hanging out with her, I got to meet Rod Roddenberry. Uh, which That's was awesome. Which, which was awesome. Um, I saw that picture flying around Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he, he, his organization is going to have a big announcement this coming weekend. Um at the Smithsonian, so that should be interesting. His organization is very uh, philanthropic, um, looking to try to do do good in the world, and so be. Um, I'll, I'll be very curious to hear what uh, what venture uh, him and his organization is going to yeah. be doing. Yeah, we chatted a little bit about some of the fan films and that, how there was a, a nice representation of that at uh, the Star Trek, and and we chatted a little bit about this that a lot of these, you know, 
organizations continue to make fan films in spite of what CBS um, has declared. And uh, you had a response to that. It's my understanding that any Star Trek fan film that was already working on a project before uh, CBS's guidelines or edict came out, they're kind of grandfathered in and protected. Um, uh, Star Trek Continues just released um, an episode this past weekend, uh, Embrace the Winds, and uh, it was a fantastic episode. So hoping that... um, People like Star Trek Continues, Star Trek New Voyages, uh, Starship uh, Farragut can still make make make, make their um, make make their episodes without these strict um, guidelines. Right. Uh, I thought they, I thought they were they they tried to work with CBS in the past, and as far as uh, not uh, overdoing it, and that goes a long way mm-hmm. when you have that sort of respect. But New Voyagers did bring down their sets, right? So they brought back some of their uh, uh, a bridge set. And chair and uh, the transporter room console uh, for fans to get a picture there. And I would have considered doing it, but it always had a long line. It was wow. a very popular at um, o- over there. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. With the with the new Paramount guidelines, though, I I was under the impression that part of the 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 problem with with the fan the fan productions was that. Um, people were taking liberties with content that already belonged to Paramount. So if you were creating a new part of the universe, if you were in the universe, but you had different species, if you had a different Starfleet ship that wasn't necessarily in their canon, that that was, that at least gave you some protection. Mm. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Farragut guys have always done very original work. I guess Star Trek continues is maybe a little bit closer because you're using the same character names, right? Well, they're doing they're doing episodes basically continue from from original series, both them and and, and new voyages. But from my from everything I understand from both of them, they, they've kept the cost of producing one of their episodes. I mean, we're talking in in, in the twenty thousand dollar range. We're not okay. Not you know. Not not exceeding a hundred thousand dollars, and um, the a- actors on both sides, unless it was a, a celebrity actor, um, most of those people weren't getting paid for doing right. it. Well, you know, and it makes sense too. I mean, they're continuing the story of the original series right now. There's no plans for CBS or Paramount to go back to the original series and continue it. That is true. And so, you, I mean, the closest you have to that are the new movies, and they aren't really continuing. That's in a different yeah. universe altogether. Now you have Star Trek Discovery, though, which we know is going to take it's going to take place in the Prime Universe. It's going to take place ten years before the original series, so they're continuing stories in the Prime Universe, but not necessarily continuing the, the stories right. from the uh, right. other series. Yeah. yeah. Are they just going to ignore Enterprise then? Well, no, there were some serious problems with Enterprise, yeah. and especially the the the. Um, the 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 storyline for Khan because oh, the it, timeline's off for that, isn't it? You talk about um, uh, it, the Into Darkness movie, or the the, the, the TV no, the, series. So, and the and the TV show Enterprise mm-hmm. at the very end, didn't they have? It's been a while since I've seen it, but didn't they have like the the beginning of the the eugenics wars and the the creation of the people that became 
Khan's followers. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, what, what, what happened in that episode was... That's the episode where they brought Brent Spiner to play um, his ancestor. They, okay. He, he, he had um, genetic samples of these augments, and then he birthed them. And so there was a episode where the crew of the Enterprise were fighting these augments. Uh, the, the, they mentioned Khan in that episode, but they they think he's a myth because they don't um, they never saw him. They've only heard about him. Um, but okay. what they but what they did with that though is they used that story to kind of inform how the Klingons um, lost their their ridge foreheads and why we saw. Klingons that look like humans in the original series. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> it happened a long time ago. Yes. We don't talk about it with outsiders. Right, right, right. <laughs> in my day and age, Klingons didn't have ridge foreheads. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, also some good cosplay up there, right? Oh, some great cosplay. People were having fun with the cosplay. There was a guy in a Donald Trump wig with a sign saying, make the Federation great again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm sure, you know, I mean, I took a picture of him, other pe- you know, other people post pictures of him and I saw, um, this couple, um, first I thought, no, oh, she's a pretty woman and she's wearing Kardashian makeup. Well, she's kind of got this Kim Car- Kardashian thing going. Um, let's just say a part of her, a part of her anatomy is, um, a little bit bigger than the rest of her anatomy. And, uh, <laughs> her, 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 uh, significant other was, uh, Con gag West, you know he's wearing the sunglasses. That, uh, oh my God, that's phenomenal! Isn't that great? Where's that picture? I, I, I'll send one to you. It's on your. It's on Miles' timeline if you check it out. But so it was Kim Kardashian. Yes. Yep. And oh Con my God, <laughs> that is the most amazing thing in that's the world. Creative. So it's creative. I mean, I've seen memes before, sort of making fun of the Kardashians, Kardashians, and. And the Kardashians. So, so somebody got the idea. Let's let's run with it. That's <laughs> right. That's great. That's phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think one of my favorite things is that you got to hang out with Fraze. I'm a bit jealous. Yeah, I got Fraze and I got to hang out. Uh, he he and I and uh, uh, his coworker friend and student another. We had dinner later that night at some restaurant in, in in Times Square. But yeah, I got to see him work. I mean, this is uh, he he's not just there to enjoy the enjoy the con, but um, you know, he was. Uh, Get, try and get some work done there too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing. Uh, now, this is my understanding. This is the first year for this in New York. Is that correct? Yes. And uh, so, one of the things you always look at when you go to a first year con is, okay, how well did they do? Because you and I know, after being to many cons, that running a con is not an easy job. Right. We've seen cons and heard of cons that have been done very poorly. How did CBS do with their first con here? I would give this one a B plus. Good. Um, I think, I think, I think they did, they did a pretty good job. There's room for improvement. Uh, I would have liked it if there were more panels, um, but I'm not. Like I said, this is their, this is their first first time doing it, so I'm not going to be too harsh on them. Um, I mean, they got a, they got a lot of guests there. Uh, so if you if you want to get autographs or pictures, I mean, they had most everybody from Next Generation there. Uh, Patrick Stewart wasn't there, however. Um, but William Shatner was there on Sunday. They had the, they had, they had a lot of people from um, D Space Nine and Voyager, um, and th- there was an uh, interesting panel with um, uh, Peter Weller and uh, uh, Bruce Greenwood, awesome. uh, which was fun. And there was they were going to do a panel uh, talk about um, Star Trek Discovery. 
they brought uh, Kirsten Byer, which UNM interviewed a while back, and um, uh, Nicholas Meyer, who um, co-wrote and directed uh, Wrath of Khan and uh, The Undiscovered Country. He's going to be one of the writers on there. So they talked a little about Discovery. I was hoping they'd give us some more information about it. Uh, they really didn't. However, they did tell us, uh, I think Kirsten is going to be working on a novel for the show, and uh, there's going to be a comic book for the show. But as far as who who's in it, what anything looks like or anything. We still know yet. It, nothing. Yeah. yeah. David Mack's involved with that too, right? Um, I don't know if he's going to have his hand on. I thought he was writing novels or something like that. He might, he might be helping write novels yeah, for Discovery. Yeah, but mm-hmm. very good. Well, thank you well, for that, sharing. So that was an event put on by Reed Pop, who does uh, New York Comic Con, um, Chicago Com- New York Comic Con, who for the first time ever didn't give me a press pass. Not that you're bitter or anything. I'm sad. I'm really no, sad. I know, I know. But anyway, um, they they work really hard, really hard to make sure that they they put something together well, and they're used to doing it on their own. So for them to partner with CBS and CBS to let them do almost, if they just let them run it, it'd be pretty good. But that's real. I'm so glad to hear that the partnership worked out really well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that Javits Center is unbelievably huge. Yeah, they could do a lot with that place. I mean. Um... That's one of the things you said. You said it was uh, there was a lot. It didn't. It was a. It was a full con, but you didn't feel crowded. Stuff was spread out. No, I mean, uh, I, yeah. If, if you're claustrophobic, you you don't have to worry about you know, like people on top of you or anything like that. But um, they could have. They but if if there could have been more vendors, there would have been plenty of room for them to do stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you where all the secret bathrooms are. After four years, I figured out instead of having <laughs> you up for an hour and a half. Okay, I'll, I'll. So, <laughs> next time I... that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so jelly you got to go. How yeah, fun. That was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Em, you went you went somewhere though, and maybe not Star Trek Mission New York, but this is still kind of cool. Um, if I go by the way you spelled it, I went to Creek de Soul. <laughs> <laughs> I went How to was Creek de Soul? <laughs> so um I I worked on a project this summer at my new job that um ended up netting me a really nice ticket. Um, so I I got to go see uh, Curios, which is Cirque du Soleil, uh, their latest show that's touring, and it's here in the D.C. area. And it was right across from my office building, so it was perfect. Um, but it's a little bit smaller than your typical Cirque du Soleil. It's, uh, like I've, I've seen all but one in, in Vegas and all but one in, in Orlando. And whenever there's a touring show, I see it. And this, it's, it delivers as Cirque du Soleil does. It was just amazing and creative. And you walk in and it feels so small because it's not a big venue. And all of a sudden, these large things come out of nowhere. And my, the seat I had was kind of off stage left. So I had a view of, of just how, how they made the magic happen. And I, I feel like it didn't ruin it. It made things even better for me. Because I, I just to see where it came from and to see the, the acrobatics and 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 all of it was in the costumes. It just really lets your, it, it's a feast, a feast for your mind. The music is a feast for your soul. It's just lovely. It's not like any other circus around. It's it's just it's it's art come to life. And I I I, I love a good contortionist. I love a good. Um, acrobatic and aerialist and these this group Cirque du Soleil has just the most amazing creative minds putting together these shows so 
if you're in the DC area and can catch it, it's, I think there's another two weeks left. Um, or if you see that their the tour schedule brings them around to you, there's not a bad seat in the house. And I mean, tickets start at like $39. So worth every penny, every, every penny. That's awesome. Well, good. I have, I have yet to see one of their shows. Miles, have you seen any of their no, shows? No, I haven't. But I've always, I always see like promos for it and admire it. I'm like, oh, my body could never do that. They're so special. They're so special. And you, like, I always, except for the woman who kept talking next to me, which is so rude. Um, I, I could, I felt like I was dis, disembodied. Like it was just a being existing in this wonderful, creative, fun, strange place. And I love that they can do that to me. Hmm. I'm a big fan. I can tell that that's awesome the music's lovely too i mean yeah. that's if you're a big music lover it's it's very creative yeah. I keep using that word creative. i don't think it means what i think it means <laughs> that word to say. <laughs> that's was it line. was it original music or were they using um it's all theme? original music okay so this show is all original music they have other shows like they have the michael jackson show which is all their art and artistry put to Michael Jackson music. That would be awesome. And then they have a show with Beatles music in Vegas called Love, and that to date is my absolute favorite show. If 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 you're gonna catch if you're in Vegas and you're gonna catch one show, see Cirque du Soleil's Love. Even if you don't like Beatles music, it, it's 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 a beautiful interpretation. Awesome, awesome. Well, so let's go into our show tonight. Um, we want to talk a little bit more about our, our summer. I mean, summer, we just passed Labor Day. Summer is considered wrapped up, although it's still hotter than hell out here. Um, it's been weird, though. We had such a nice weekend and I then know. it went away. And now it's like hot and I'm running a mar- half marathon on Saturday and I'm grumpy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm grumpy pants is what I am. But uh, um, you asked a great question on Facebook the other day. Do you want to kind of premise this with kind of what you asked out there? And then we're going to share with you yeah. the responses that we got from listeners. So, um, hold on. I found a spider. I had to squish it. Um, uh, I'm sorry spider for spider lovers. I just think he doesn't pay the mortgage. He's not staying here. Um, <laughs> so I was talking to my housemate and I was thinking, oh, we should go see a movie. Oh, there's, there's really nothing to see. And then I, I asked him, I said, was, was there anything good this summer? Did we really, was this just the biggest pile of poop as far as <laughs> movies go? This was like a really rotten summer, and I don't remember having one for a while. But as far as films go, like, there wasn't anything good. So I posted to everybody, I said, you know, as we say goodbye to the summer, and we look back at the films, I mean, there were the good, the bad, and the dear God, no. Right. Uh, and the list of movies. So I pulled together an Uber list to remind myself and and my housemate and I went through the list trying to remember what we liked. Um, And I'm curious, like I was curious to see what people saw, what they loved, what surprised them, what disappointed them. Suicide squad. And like, just, I was just very curious and I'm so glad people kind of filled in the blanks and, and gave us and really great, great comebacks. Great, great information. No, I, I agree. And I, you know, if you listen to, a, I mean, you listen to the podcast, you already know where we stand in a lot of these movies because we've <laughs> talked about them already. So, yeah. So, I mean, but that's so cool. So we got a lot of response. And why don't we just go down through this uh, response and uh, and just uh, work with it 
And Miles, uh, do you want to start the uh, first response from Scott Fisher? Sure. And there's a little note in there in between, but just kind of read them all together, maybe include the note a little bit, because it kind of fleshes out the responses. And then, Em, if you want to take Adams, and then I'll take the next one. Sure. All right. Go for it. Okay. So Scott Fisher says, or should I read this note above it? No, you know, the note above it is what Em just said. Okay. Unless you just want to say space pants. Space pants! Space pants. When I say space... (laughs) You say pants. All right. <laughs> so Scott Fisher offered. And thanks, be, Scott, by the way. Thank you, Scott. To be perfectly not, not honest, me. the only two movies I saw this summer that I really liked were Captain America and Jason Bourne. Everything else was underwhelming or made me want to ask for a refund. I do not mind sequels, but please stop giving me sequels to 20-year-old-plus movies. Unless you do it like the Force Awakens sequels after the amount of time do not work. All, all in all, the summer movie season was very disappointing. On a side note, after three underwhelming movie, DC really needs to come, come with something good, or I'm just not going to do anything they do. I'm not, not going to go go. I'm not going to go to do anything they do. So then we kind of asked him, "What would you like to see?" And he continued, "I want to see a DC movie that uh, that is not dark and depressing, without all the heroes being dark and brooding." Something that is fun to watch, so when I leave it, I do not feel like I need to call a therapist or have a talk. DC is doing The Flash right on TV, and they need to capture the heart the show has and do something similar on the big screen. A movie using the characters associated with the Titans uh, could be both interesting and fun. Robin, Cyborg, Beast Boy, Raven, Starfire. Very good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott, for sharing that. Let's respond to this. Go ahead, Em. So, if only the people doing DC television were involved with DC film. If only true, if they were involved, they would, it would be, it would be so much better. I think they, they, they've, they've figured it out because they've kind of play tested it all with arrow and now flash and now Supergirl. Although the other one with them, all of them in a ship and they're flying around and flying through time. That one needs a little work. Um, the, one. I can't remember what that's Legends called. of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that needs, that's a little rusty. I'm curious what they're going to do this next season. Um, but I, I agree with you. I mean, some of the dark and brooding you have to have because that's part of the part of the character. Yeah, you think of Batman But they don't especially. all have to be like manic depressives who are have anger issues. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they have definitely gone the more dark route. And I think this is what has made Marvel movies maybe somewhat entertaining while these characters certainly have their demons and conflicts there's a lot of fun in these movies in general yeah um uh, batman is definitely dark and brooding i mean and just we watched um bat uh, batman versus superman last weekend yeah we did and um <laughs> we watched the extended version mm-hmm. uh, and ooh. and you know what and uh, you know the first time i saw it am and and i saw what some people were saying about it but I, I enjoyed the movie, and uh, it was it was it was it was it was it was fun. I don't it's, it's not my favorite movie out there, but it wasn't terrible. So the ex- you've seen the regular and the extended. No, I've only seen the extended. Okay. So I've seen the three hour version. I'm curious to what how different that is. You saw the regular, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. The the only thing I was I mean the. Um... The longer version had more material with some of the uh, uh, peripheral characters. Um, I'm trying. I think there were the flashback scenes or, or these these dreams Batman was having 
were a little longer. Um, trying to think what else. Um, yeah, I can't remember what else. That, that, that's what I remember as far as being additional with. with but the, it had. I mean, it was a half an hour extra material. There had yeah. to be a significant amount. I wonder, and I can't tell this because I did not see the original in theaters. But I'm wondering if it just didn't help flesh the story out a little bit more. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 well, I think that one tried to do too much, maybe. Okay. Try to accomplish too much. And having it be a longer movie allowed it to breathe a little bit more, maybe? Perhaps, but I, I just remember there, there, there's a character in the longer version of this African woman um, testifying against Superman. I barely remember her character in the, in the theatrical release. They did flesh that out quite a bit in the... Uh, so... I mean, there's. I mean, th- this one gave her a l- lot more time. I barely, like I said, I, I barely remember her in the, in the theatrical release. If they had much to do with her at all, right? Um, so, so, but I was gonna say, Aquaman. I mean, uh, he looks badass, but he looks a little dark and brooding. Yeah, yeah. So he liked Captain America, and Jason Bourne were his movies, and they were the ones he liked. I, I he- saw Captain America. I enjoyed that. I saw Jason Bourne and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So, the Bourne movie. Uh, he obviously did not like Independence Day. He wasn't the only one. <laughs> no, apparently not. But, yeah. <laughs> well, Em, any other comments on that? Well, so Adam Fatah, thank you, Adam, for writing. Um, he wrote that I only like two movies, two summer movies Captain America Civil War and Star Trek Beyond. Unfortunately, Star Trek Beyond became a financial flop do you know that suicide squad x-men apocalypse and ghostbusters basically had similar endings to their films and i asked him that's an interesting notion tell me more and he said well suicide squad ended uh ending involved a portal that was going to destroy the city x-men apocalypse cairo was basically decimated ghostbusters had to fight a mad scientist who builds a machine to create a portal to allow ghosts to invade New York. Okay, I'll buy that. Yeah. Portal. I actually, I really enjoyed Ghostbusters. It was it was fresh. It was different. I find those women, 75% of those women, very talented. Um, one of them just Let's seems very one note, one. and I hope that she breaks out of, she's very funny in stand-up, and, and I, I, I want to see her do more. Right. But um, I agree with Captain America Civil War and Star Trek Beyond. Those those were stars. Those were yeah. absolute stars. You know, as they say, she said it was a financial flop, but Miles, you and I were talking that uh, Star Trek Beyond did a phenomenal job in, in China. It mm-hmm. opened up $31 million for an opening weekend for that. Yeah, it'll probably make, it's probably not going to make big bucks, but it'll, it'll probably... It'll make money. It'll, it'll make a little money. Yeah. In the end, after, was, after the international yeah. sales are computed. I, I, I just... Yeah. I know it had a feel. It it felt like the TV shows yeah. to me. It felt like it felt like TNG. It, not TNG. It felt like TOS for me. It just felt much more, and they're not all humans, but much more humanistic and more 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 story about people than about big giant ships being built in the, in secret. Yeah. Although, yeah, no, that's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and we've got some more like uh, yeah. Floyd says something yeah. too yeah so Floyd wrote he goes I really didn't dig any of the tentpole movies Warcraft was spectacularly terrible while everything else was just forgettable nothing in the sci-fi realm did it for me 
I did think Hell or High Water was incredible. Great movie. Oh. So, but not really a sci-fi movie. He didn't like, he hated Warcraft. You saw that movie, I'm right? Yeah, I was, it was visually stunning. And I saw it with someone who played Warcraft. And he was, he was kind of, eh, it's not bad. Um, mm. It did, it just kind of ended with a big cliffhanger that uh, nah, I could walk away from. Yeah. So you were you were you were not underwhelmed. You weren't overwhelmed. You were just whelmed. I was whelmed. Whelmed. You were whelmed. Well, uh, Miles, do you want to read this uh, email from uh, Lee Kemp? Sure. Who said, you know what? The Almighty M was correct. No, he doesn't say it. Like it is. That. It says M. Wow. Wow, M. Whatever. I'm gonna, I'm hey, gonna, Miles, I'm why don't call, you read this one? Yeah, why don't I read this one? I'm going to call you Wow M from now on. Go ahead. No, you won't. Zip it, you. Wow. Hey, Miles. <laughs> wow. M was right on her assessment of this movie. I was outvoted, and we went to see this pile of, I don't know what he means. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess it's not flattering. Instead of uh, Star Trek. I don't have a lot to add, but there are only two things that made this movie bearable, and that was Will Smith and, and Margot Robbie. Yep. They made it. They made it just a little better. If it was just Margot Robbie all by herself, the movie would have been great. I did not agree with M's view on Jared Leto as a Joker. I in no way liked how he brought the Joker to life. It has to be the worst Joker ever. So I'll end this here by saying that I would rate the movie uh, Killer Tomatoes better than this really bad movie. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I've never seen the movie Killer Tomatoes, but I bet it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, know, I, I don't know if you recorded it, but I had said um, someone offered to buy me a copy of... Um, of Suicide Squad, and I said you should take the 1995, put it in a pot, and laid it on fire because <laughs> that's the best use of that cash. But I and and I'm bringing that up because of the comment about the Joker. I I, I I'd like to see what they put on the cutting room floor, and I would like to see if there's an extended version. Yeah. I would watch an extended version specifically to see what we missed about the Joker, because I think we're missing a big element in that character. Hmm. And if I see it and it turns out we're not missing anything, well then that just sucks. Nah. So if someone bought you the extended version, would you still tell them to light it on fire? And No, I'd probably like, as soon as it's, it's in, in the red box, it's maybe a dollar, but I'll, I'll panhandle for the dollar. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Oh, wow. Well, a, Thank you, Lee. And um, I have not seen... You did not see it either. I have not. You know, we heard M's recommendation. We said, you know what? We're going to steer clear of this thing for a while. I, I'm not going to spend... Uh, I may see it in the cheap theaters for two bucks. Or Redbox. I like the yeah, Redbox idea. Yeah, Redbox it or cheap theaters. Just, yeah. you know, if you have nothing else to do. Yeah. And yeah. I mean nothing. Like, if you're snowed in one weekend and you can't go anywhere and this is the only thing on, go ahead and watch it. Yeah, I, I agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to share the uh, the the uh, response we got from Kim? Oh, yeah, from Kim Giannopoulos. First and foremost, I shall exclaim, space pants! Well done, Kim, well done. <laughs> okay, now that's done. Now for the upcoming podcast. Let me comment on the new Star Trek movie. I'm a longtime fan. I even know what episode air on the day I was born. Oh, God, I love her. Um <laughs> No, I'm not telling you which series. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I was thrilled that there were more kick-ass female, female characters, that Carl Urban got more screen time and lines. Uh, that said, I thought the movie was a bit light on substance. In some, place, uh, some places, I felt that the storytelling stuff was left on the cutting room floor in favor of more explosions and tilting floors. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, I will miss Anton in future movies. Yeah, so say we all. I yeah. agree 100%. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, Light and Substance. It's not something that we... Uh, we a lot, a lot of stories I hear about this movie. Uh, you know, people are saying, well, this is the one that's been most authentic to the original series. That implies a lot of substance. What is she saying? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what... I mean, I, th- I, I thought... Uh... Substance-wise, I thought this was definitely the strongest of out of all three. I mean, you deal with a we already we already we already spoiled the movie. The, 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 the antagonist is a former Starfleet officer who can't handle uh, having peace with uh, certain races, and so he's taking his um, his war against Starfleet and the Federation. Um, I thought this was much more strong, strongly character-driven. I thought um, Simon Pegg and the other writer, whose name will lose me at the moment, but they realized what made Star Trek of old great, and they incorporate a lot of that into this movie, and that was having McCoy and Spock together a lot. Right. I mean, just mm. they were golden in the original series and in the movies, and said we, and you, you have two actors like Carl Urban and um, uh, Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto. I, I mean, they they brought that old old wonderful chemistry together. Hmm. Uh, yes, they did. So, yeah, I mean, with all respect, I I, I thought it, I thought it had a lot of substance. Right. Well, maybe maybe you know, to be fair, we don't have a review of the other movies. Maybe she's felt this way about all the Kelvin Universe movies that they just were not as deep as maybe some of the Prime Universe. But I would agree. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and I, I agree. The first two movies, you know, that was there were a lot of big big on explosions and tilting floors. Yeah. And lens flares. Not so, don't forget the lens flares. I, I know I miss the lens flares oh. with the French. You you, you really miss them, man. I do. It's okay. you know signature and amazing. Right. And so, what do you think about what she's saying, Em? Well, so I don't know. I'm curious about what substantive things she would have liked more, because um, I'm I'm just always curious about story. And yeah. as she's a longtime fan, she probably has a lot of data to go on right um but i do agree with the more f- the kick-ass female characters yes. the to have strong women who aren't necessarily attached to a dude or who you know have daddy issues <laughs> it, it was it was nice it was really it's felt even well right. it felt more even than 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 movies in the past hmm. i thought Uhura was strong in this movie. I thought uh, the other female character, Jayla, I thought she was a strong character. She was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's neat to see uh, Star Trek pulling that out. And especially in the new show that's coming out in January, we're going to have a female lead. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. going to be... Uh, is it a female captain? Uh, I think it's, it is I a female it is. captain, but but it's the, the lead is not going to be the captain. It's going to be another officer, a lieutenant commander, and it's going to be a female. Okay. Yep. She's not good enough to be captain? Well, well we, we have a female captain as well. I, I think what okay. they want to try to do is... I'm just I'm just yanking your chain. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I, I think we're kind of, kind of almost have it... I mean, for all, all the shows, it's always been on the... from The captain was the star. And so I think they want to have it from maybe somebody who is a... You know, a, somebody... A different... Off, you know, an officer... From her perspective. point of view. Yeah, like a lower decks almost perspective in some ways, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
Very good. Well, thank you for writing in. And we're now going to hear from Jen from New York, who we've who's been on this show many times, at least virtually here. So let me just read her email. And what I'm going to do, I think, because she talks about many movies that she's seen, is I'm going to stop after each paragraph and allow us to kind of dialogue a little bit about some of the things she says. Is that okay, guys? Yep. Sure. Jen from New York. Hi, guys. I just wanted to chime in my thoughts on the movie I've seen and not seen this past summer of 2016. And I must say that this summer movie choices were a bit weak. I think that my top summer choices had to be Captain America Civil War for me. They did such a good job with that. Unlike the other DC movie team up of Batman vs. Superman. I mean, it wasn't entirely terrible. I just didn't like the way how they treated Superman in this. And Ben Affleck wasn't entirely terrible as Batman as I thought he'd be. And Wonder Woman was the best part of the whole movie. I literally clapped and was jumping up and down all excited when I saw her. I was just like, yay! And I got all excited for a movie trailer as well. I love when the movies look like they follow the origin stories of these characters we've grown up with and love. So what do you think about what she's saying here about, particularly the Batman versus Superman movie? I, I, I'm excited for the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, me too. Um, we saw a picture, uh, and then then there, there's a trailer out. So she, she we know... Wonder Woman goes way back in history, and um, her, her her adventure we're going to see first here is in World War One. So that that yeah. that that'll be interesting. And yeah, um, absolutely, uh, Chris Pine is going to be uh, in that movie also. Yeah, I did see that. So mm-hmm. that as well. What do you think about what he, what, she, what she's saying, Em? Um, I just want to make sure that when they're doing the Wonder Woman that they're doing the origin story that tells us where she's from and about Themyscira. Yeah. Because that's a part of the story that rarely gets told unless yeah. it's like in the comic books. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm with her. I'm excited to see Wonder Woman and I'm really quite pleased to share two X chromosomes and, and see <laughs> uh, the, uh, the actress who's portraying her clearly is, aware that she is a strong force to be reckoned with and is portraying her as such. And she oh, definitely overeat up and made her a badass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think about her comment that uh, Ben Affleck wasn't entirely terrible as Batman? I, I, well, I made that statement. Yeah. I took it back. I was worried that he was going to just turn it all into poop, but um, I take it back. He was, he was very good. Yeah. He was, he was an accept- he was an acceptable Batman. Yeah. So, so yeah, I I, I agreed with that. Oh, let's he was continue. Terrible on. in Suicide Squad. <laughs> All right. I also went to see the latest. I also went to see the latest X Men movie and was kind of disappointed as well. I mean, I think I really liked some parts of it. Like Quicksilver was a really cool character, and I liked a lot of the kids' characters and Magneto's story. But I really hated when all these movies practically just destroyed the planet. I kept thinking, as for Batman and Superman, at least maybe Bruce Wayne as a millionaire could help pay for most of the rebuilding. Um, I also got to see Jason Bourne. That wasn't bad either, although it was actually draggy for most of the picture, but the action finally picks up towards the last 45 minutes. But it was nice seeing Matt Damon back in the part and without a shirt. I added that, by the way. But <laughs> So did you see Bourne, Um if this was a video, you would see me roll my eyes to a part of my skull. <laughs> that doesn't. Um, I have not. Yeah. I was 
I was nonplussed about it. I wasn't sure what to expect. Yeah. And uh, having been soured on a lot of the movies this summer, I think I just figured I would wait for that yeah. to um, to show up on video. Did either of you see the newest X-Men movie? I saw it. I saw it in the yes. cheap theater. And uh, did you guys like the newest X-Men movie? It's cute. I liked it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the part with Quicksilver was hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. I can. I could do without... I could do without the world, you know, ending crap. Like, ooh, world's ending again. Oh no! Someone's trying to blow up the world again. <laughs> it just—it's getting like. You know what's I'm trying gonna, to think? Is there something else a villain could do that would make me? I don't know, but I think know. what's going to happen is like, if the world actually ever gets destroyed, we'll be like again. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Or we'll all be really disappointed. Like that's it. What? That's what? That's all it took. Global <sighs> warming. That's all. That's yeah. all we did. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> all right. Uh, she goes on, I didn't want to bother seeing the new Ghostbusters, and it wasn't just because they were women. Heck, I'm a woman. I just don't care for reboots or remakes depending on how they're made. I would much rather sequels or a continuation of the story. I had heard from my brother that not even Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray didn't even play their original characters. And Dan of Aykroyd, course not! Dan oh Aykroyd was I'm a taxi sorry, driver for crying out loud. Jeez! I would have much preferred if they would have played it as the next generations or their kids taking over the family business. I absolutely loved the original movies growing up when they first came out. This was just a total fiasco. Now, she didn't see it. So, and then you did. Okay. So, Jen, you and I have to have words, sunshine. <laughs> because we love you, Jen. <laughs> it was never supposed, to, it was never, ever going to be a sequel. Never ever going to be a sequel it was always going to be something fresh and something new bill murray and dan Aykroyd helped produce and pay for this film they were every ghostbuster was in this film except for um harold ramus because he passed away but there was this beautiful bust of him in the hallway of of like you saw this wonderful reminder and memory of him everyone signed on to this film and they loved being a part of it. It wasn't the best. No, it wasn't. It, it was supposed to be something different and a little bit fresh and a little bit funny. And it was all those things. So you tell your brother that he and I have to have a very long conversation <laughs> because his expectations clearly, clearly came from some, some bizarro magazine from tw- 25 years ago that wanted, that said, Oh, they're going to do, you know, this will go on forever. It was never supposed to be right. a continuation. And Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray was ridiculously funny. Dan Aykroyd was adorable. Um, uh, uh, everybody, Scorny Weaver was in it. She was awesome. <laughs> Everyone, ex- oh, uh, it was the, uh, the other guy, um, the guy who played Lewis. He wasn't in it either. I don't know. I think there might have been filming something, but right. that was... I love you, Jen. I definitely do. But the next time there's a film that says, don't listen to your brother. <laughs> there you go. Don't listen to your brother. Jen, just go see the movie and make up your own mind. Yeah, absolutely. I, like, I'll send you five bucks to rent it. There you go. It's cute. There you go. You heard it. So, heard it, and we'll pay for your movie. It's probably but, playing second-run theaters now. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, she goes on. She has a little bit more to say, and I'm just going to read these three paragraphs together, and then we can kind of respond. The same thing goes for Suicide Squad. I didn't go see it as well. For some reason, the villains were 
For some reason, the villains were ever my favorite. Never my favorite. I mean, I always loved Katata and Harley Quinn, but that didn't make me want to go see it. And neither did having Will Smith in it. And this was a movie. Uh, and, and this was a movie. Why didn't he star in Independence Day 2? That might have helped it, actually. I did see that as well. It could have been better, too. I was so hoping that after 20 years that they had the alien technology, they would have more security measures of a better warning system before that would happen again. Although I did like the big guy who was the commander in Africa. I think that was why he was using swords. It was bad A. Some of the action scenes were cool when the squad was on the ground, but I really wished that one kid would have gotten killed in the beginning. Bad me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still kind of looking forward to finally seeing two movies that are coming out. Not exactly sci-fi, but I'm curious of seeing, um, and I know it's a remake, uh, the, the Magnificent Seven, I guess, comes out the 23rd, and Miss Peregrine's yep. Home for Peculiar Children. They're kind of sci-fi. Oh, yes. I read the book, and the movie looks good, so I'm hoping they don't hack the heck out of it. That comes out the 30th. I'm always looking forward to hearing you. Keep up the good work. Jen from Long Island, New York. So, Jen, he didn't do Independence Day 2 because he wanted a bajillion dollars and they didn't have the budget. Yeah, but he, it would have been good to have him back in it, certainly. It would have been, but they wouldn't have afforded the movie. Yeah. It or anyone else in it. Yeah, it would have lost He pretty money. much wanted half the budget. Yeah. It was insane. What was it, 50 grand he wanted or something like that? 50 million? I don't remember. So but yeah, it was, in, it was over. It was over ten million dollars. Yeah, he wanted. It was, it was insane. Mm-hmm. Well, he uh, commands like fifty to hundred million per movie now. Yeah. So like he just or that's a little high. He's just he makes a lot of cash and he wanted a lot of cash for ID two, ID four two and I guess it's ID six if you add them together, uh, <laughs> or ID eight if you multiply, multiply. or ID sixteen if it's a square. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, it's the NyQuil talking. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Uh, we have a note from our beloved Colin. Yes, we got Colin. Do you want to read Colin, Colin M? Do you want me to do it in the accent? Yeah, go ahead. Do it well in the not. accent. Since Colin's not calling himself, we're going to have M. You Colin. are going to channel Colin. Go for it. Although I'm doing the wrong accent. I can't do his accent. <laughs> Uh, so hi all I just listened to your beyond Re- I'm not going to do it that. I'm just that's gonna be rude. I'm sorry Colin uh, just listen to your beyond review personally I love this film and I like to hi- I'd like to highlight certain parts me too first off Scotty says this is the USS Franklin sir can you believe it first earth ship capable of warp 4 it went missing in the Gagarin radiation belt in the early 2060 2160s that means it could have disappeared any time from, say, 2160 to 2165, which would work for Archer. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. Interesting. For uh, Admiral, for Captain Archer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film also took the time to differentiate how these old vessels compared to the Kelvin timeline enterprise, uh, quote, were built in space never meant to take off from atmosphere, end quote. We see Columbia NX-02 under construction in space compared to JJ's Enterprise being built on Earth. Do you guys want to take the next paragraph? Yeah, sure. Um, Chekhov and Sulu must jumpstart the Franklin by tricking it into activating atmospheric compensators to escape Ultimate gravity. This is explains a fail-safe, the ship's backup system to keep it in the environment it was designed for space. This, however, does lead to another question. If it was a Mako ship with a transporter unsuitable for human matter, it must have had a vast uh, complement of shuttles to land the Makos. So what happened to them? 
Out of the three Kelvin films, this is definitely my favorite. I love the nods to the fans. In fact, I love them so much I wrote a blog. Check news and views on WordPress. Shameless, I know. That's all right. Plug away. But it had layers. It was a new story, not a rehash of a previous uh, TOS movie where you just switch the words from character to character a la Khan. They sat down, wrote a whole new film, and did so at incredible speed. In fact, considering the time restrictions uh, they were up against, I think they did a, a stand-up job. I, for one, was incredible, incredibly nervous when they announced the director. Oh, crap, Fast and Furious in Space was my first thought. But with both writers and director all being Trek fans, I think we benefited from the treatment uh, of them treating the product with respect. I hope they give this writing team another shot, and I hope everyone's uh, favorite new alien is the next movie. I mean, if they jump a few years, it's doable. She'd be a great as a foil for Scotty. Another great f- film, great review for all involved. So well done all around. Live long and podcast. Yes, Colin. So Colin, thank you so much for uh, sharing thank your thoughts you, about this. Uh, any comments about some of the things that he said? Yeah, I mean, what he explained about the whole fr- the USS Franklin and... Um, where it fits with Archer's uh, Enterprise. The film could d- just did a little bit better to explain that better, but um, but it, it does work. Yeah, and we've commented on this before. They did an incredible job for the time constraints they were in. I mean, they wrote that in like four weeks or something. It was, in- it was insane. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And also, Colin, I hope you're feeling well. Yeah, absolutely. Hope you're yeah. on the mend. Yeah. And uh, it was it was really neat to see how this movie came together. And uh, despite the fact that it didn't do it didn't fare incredibly well financially, it doesn't look like it's going to lose a crap load of money. Either. No, so. I mean it, it has a lot of critical claim. I mean a lot, you know. It's the fans love it overall. The fans love it overall, and uh, you know, hopefully it'll still do well in national markets, yeah. and people will buy the Blu-rays. Yeah. So that's the movie of 2016 that he loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. That that rounds out our feedback. All right. So, it does. Uh, I have a general question for you guys. Ooh, go ahead. Did you know that MacGyver is going to be a TV show again? I heard rumors of that. I heard about that, but I've been paying very little attention. So I'm just doing a little research here for our next show, and I was pulling up TV shows that because the next time we record the the we want to do the. Uh, upcoming tv shows right yeah and the season will have started some of the shows that will have started and apparently cbs attempt at a macgyver reboot has like a ton of issues they're losing writers and directors and they had to really completely retool the pilot episode but the show's new cast and producer were feeling kind of confident about the final product so it's going it'll it'll start on wednesday um when does it launch yeah there's a trailer for it you can watch too and everything Ugh, who, I, I was looking at the list and I thought there's, no, this can't be, are they showing reruns? Um, this is apparently, it's MacGyver before the guns, before yeah. the bombs. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's mini-Giver. The, the only people that I know in this is uh, Amy Acker's in it. She was in Dollhouse, okay. right? Yes. So mm-hmm. Amy from Dollhouse, I remember, I uh, recognize that name and no one else I really recognize, but that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean they're not good. I'm not up in all the TV right. stuff, but well, Amy Acker is incredibly talented. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what happens. So, see what um, happens. But I him. just wanted to like it. It shocked me enough that I can't wait two weeks for our next recording yeah. to bring it up, so we can talk about it. Yeah. Well, the guy that's playing him. Well, the guy that's playing him was an X Men. The guy's playing um, Angus MacGyver. Is, he was uh, he was Archangel. He was uh, Havoc. 
in X-Men. Havoc. Oh, yeah. So he's Havoc. Got and it. he also played uh, a young Johnny Cash in Walk the Line. So, so yeah, uh, well, that's, so that's cool. Well, so he's he, pretty. He has, some, he, has some, he has some acting cred to him, so hopefully. So. Well, then I'm going to have to look for the trailer. Yeah. All right. Well, I believe that's about it. We got to wrap up the show. And, uh, man, I'm tired. And, uh, and but I, I mean, you're not feeling it. Yeah, I want to go pass out. Yeah, I love guys. you both. But I think this cold is coming on stronger than I can handle. Yes. More medicine. <laughs> so, all right. Um, well, I believe that's it. Go ahead, Miles. Why don't you take us out of the show? Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies with space pants. <laughs> dailies are always better with space pants. They are always better. You get better loot. 